0: you are now listening to vigilantes radio presented by the only one media group this is the people's choice for quality interviews celebrities and special guests hosted by demetrius dinny reynolds call in to join the mix at 701 801 9813 for the complete archive of episodes visit onlyonemediagroup.com and be sure to like us on facebook at vigilantes radio we welcome all enjoy the show Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, Demetrius Houdini Black-Reynolds. Enjoy the show.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Good morning to some and good afternoon to the rest, right? <laughs> different time zones you know but hey i'm glad you guys are here with us today um there are over 27,000 of you guys on the phone lines um, some of you guys in the chat room the browser google hangouts hey 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 how are you doing how you doing thank you thank you thank you well i'm your host dini uh so yeah um today you will face countless choices yeah this is like everyday thing right <laughs> they may each seem insignificant but they're not most of them you probably won't even think about you'll make these choices by habit others you'll consider briefly perhaps and then move on to something else so we tend to focus on the big choices like where to go to college um, what house to buy who to marry what career to choose and these are important decisions yet the little choices the ones you make every day without even thinking add up over the months and the years to have a huge impact on your life um the effort of these little choices are powerful indeed let's say you choose at lunch to have a double meat cheeseburger well not for me i'm vegan can't touch that (laughs) Uh, a large order of onion rings and a piece of cheesecake instead of having a green salad and a bowl of fresh fruit Now, it won't make much difference today, which you choose, however, over the course of a year, your daily choice of food can make a tremendous difference in your health and in your fitness. Other choices that you make every day to spend 10 minutes circling and fighting for a parking space next to the building or to park out where there are plenty of spaces and spend three minutes walking across the park a lot, to call a friend or to watch another rerun of Coach. (laughs) to assign blame or solve the problem, to do something the way it's always been done or to look for a new approach, to pay someone a compliment or to mind your own business, to take off early or to work a few minutes late. These choices combine to form your life. In what direction are your choices taking you? Ask yourself that, my friend. The life you live right now is a result of the choices you have made in the past. Be aware of your choices every day take control of your life with the choices you make especially the little ones take that from me Denny Mussolini that is my word and word is bond
0: you're live in the mix let's get this started
2: Yo, hello and welcome to another awesome episode of Inside the Music or Inside the Book. Inside the business where we dive into the minds of the people who create marvelous things It feels so good to be back with you guys once again So one time one time for my people who are indigos crystalline or starseeds or for my vigilantes audience family And two times for my people who are vegetarian or vegans if you're like me, we are averaging over 37,000 live listeners and we've been at this for four solid years. I appreciate all you guys who've been rocking with the kids on this journey And we are still evolving, baby It is all because of you Most definitely We are the people Who have dedicated their lives To music, spirituality, business Literature, art, movies And research in every aspect And we want to allow you An opportunity to tell your story Man, we've had celebrities on our show From Grammy Award winning artists To nominees To actors, comedians, CEOs Technology geniuses Visual artists From artists to professors and aliens or people think they're aliens it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from come on our show and talk to me so check it out to book your interview or just to share a real cool story email me at V radio at only one and that's V as in Victor I'm passionate about what I do just as passionate about what you do and together yes together we can get your voice heard by the people who should hear it so let's create something incredible you know the number to dial 701-801-9813 Text that number to your buddy right now and tell them to tune in to connect with us or our guests, or you can hop in the mix directly from our website, onlyone.meteorgroup.com. Right from the homepage, you can slap that go live button and you'll be right here live in the mix and in the chat room with all of us. Feel free to shoot over some questions to ask our guests while they got here, but only as time permits. Sometimes my guests and I talk entirely too much and we take up the entire hour. And as always, all episodes are available for free download and you can grab that from either spricker.com forward slash only one media group itunes youtube or any app from the google play or itunes store or over at our website and that goes for every single episode that we ever air
3: How would you love to take your business to the next level? Well now you can! Just visit ClassyTechnology.com Let us simplify technology for your business. Our services include website and business mobile app development, local SEO, business technology coaching, digital marketing, even online training courses. That's ClassyTechnology.com Why wait? Book your free technology consultation today by calling 734-215 7675. Put the passion back into your business and let the team at Classy Technology handle everything for you. That's ClassyTechnology.com, the technology stylists.
1: Well, today's interview is the Terry DiMatteo interview. And I'm your host, Deenny, just in case you didn't get that name again. Deenny, deni deni Yeah, gotta say it. <laughs> Alright, so, you know, uh, you guys are in a treat. Um, My guest and I will will be um, talking about a topic uh, that is always, um, how can I say it without, you know, I don't know. Um, This is something that's common, okay? So, and a lot of times, you know, there is no conversation about the aftermath uh, of this event. And uh, sometimes, you know, there's no talk about the prevention Because, uh, as I mentioned earlier, choices uh, lead to the way that we live our lives Some habits, you know, some substitutes, you know So, it all plays a part in decision making So, let's go ahead, dive deep Welcome, Terry. Thank you so much for joining us and taking some time with us to talk relationship stuff with us today. So can we get a little history from you in terms of how Open Door Therapy came to be?
4: Yeah, I'm so happy to be with you today. And I really enjoyed your intro. <laughs>
1: thank you. Thank you.
4: That, I was listening carefully. That caught my attention. What an intro. Nice. So, yeah, so I'm a uh, relationship and couples counselor at Open Door Therapy, which is my uh, private practice. And I, uh, Dean, I switched careers in midlife. So, I had a long history uh, working as a teacher. I took an early, uh, concluded my position there kind of youngish, young young, young middle age. And then I transitioned and uh, opened a private practice, Open Door Therapy. And at first, it was more of a general. Practice. I'm a licensed professional counselor, so I saw a variety of, of circumstances. But it kind of evolved over time into relationship and couples counseling. I found I had a little talent and interest in working with uh, couples. I like the um, I like the energy and the dynamic of having two in the office with the, the complexity, you know, it's more complex than working one-on-one. So it's sort of morphed into this, and now I'm uh, really quite, at first at first I um, uh, was a little wet behind the ears and, and practiced do no harm, you know, don't harm anybody, I don't know how helpful I was, but now I have really have developed quite a confidence and competence in working with couples, and particularly those Coping with the aftermath of infidelity—that has that has morphed into my specialty area.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah. Let, me ask you, let me ask you this, Terry, cause it's the, um, transitioning from education to a more um, um, how can I say it? Um, to a more—I always say—hands-on approach um, when it comes to people and relationships. Yeah. Uh, because you're diving deep with these people. Um, Very, yes. Yeah. So, Terry... Well, um, mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead.
4: No, right out of the gate. I mean, diving deep in, immediately. You know, the session starts, and it's it's uh, pretty pretty heavy energy right, right out of the gate. Uh, folks are calling me uh, typically... Uh, right after discovery of infidelity that's generally when the call comes in yeah. uh, that, that uh, then the affair has been found out and uh, uh, there's a lot of pain and panic and and this is when the call comes in generally yes yeah if you could imagine that yeah
1: oh yeah oh yeah I can definitely imagine that mm-hmm. um, and, and I may get personal with you on on this one so mm-hmm. all um, right. Yeah, because I have some experience with that as well. Um, but okay. I used to give—I used to give like relationship advice, and uh, mm-hmm. as a single man, and yeah. I was—I would always hear mm-hmm. the term, "You can't give advice. You're single." And, you know, mm-hmm. my response would always be, "I wasn't always single."
4: <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, maybe they maybe they didn't like the advice you had, and they wanted to, uh, you know, just discredit it in some way. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah
4: you
1: know but it might have, might have made sense <laughs> definitely
4: indeed
1: <laughs> so like I don't know things that I, I've noticed um, especially with younger yeah. people nowadays yeah. yeah, they don't tend to want to be in relationships they're just yeah. you know letting mm. the life flow by you know single someone even single parents and they're, they're okay yeah. with that do you think mm. infidelity mm-hmm. plays a big part in why people just do not want to fool with being committed to anybody
4: yeah, it's really uh, this issue of kind of, uh, you know, boundaries. Uh, you hear people not committing or even that polyamory, you know, multiple partners. It got, uh, you know, it, it's um, relationships are sure having a hard time. And and one of, one of the reasons, I think, is because years ago... Uh, before the modern age, let's say, of uh, people moving around for jobs. It was family and community, Uh, the village, you might say, the the, the community held people together. They got their needs met uh, in a variety, from a variety of people in a supportive network that was kind of built in, right? Mm -hmm. But modern life has made us move around, uh, chase the jobs, go after the money, uh, these kinds of things and it's really intensified uh, the burden on on the romantic pair you know now, now the most intimate relationship is, is one another and, and that has uh, that has complicated matters uh, you with me on that you, you know what I'm saying
1: mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. so
4: before you, you would go to your aunt your uncle your cousin your brother your sister you know you had this sort of network of supportive people and it was a little um, spread out but now there's a lot of intense pressure on, on couples in this modern life, economic pressures, uh, the, the media, the lifestyle, uh, lo- long hours at work. It's, it's, it's really hard to, to maintain a relationship Definitely. logistically, just the logistics. Yeah. yeah There's
1: you lot said a lot of
4: pressure. Key word, yeah. What's that? Yeah. Community. Yes.
1: And when it's community versus uh, fast moving world, fast paced world with media, community loses. Yeah. There's so many distractions now, in my opinion.
4: Yes, sometimes couples come to me and uh, I, I ask them a simple question. Uh, when do you spend time together? When, when are your times? Just the two of you. Oh, wow. They're up at 530 in the morning. They come home exhausted at 8 p.m. The kids, the dishes, the dinner. Phew. There, there's really just plain old no time. You know, they don't really yeah. have time even to, to, to for themselves or uh, they're exhausted. So so this is definitely ta- a factor, let's say, or it's taking a toll.
1: Definitely. Okay, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. so in your opinion, Terry, um, what mm-hmm. are the main issues that lead to infidelity?
4: Okay, so I noticed you said issues plural, huh? Yes. So because like, like, i I go I say
1: ahead. I say that because yeah. usually one issue trickles down to mm-hmm. another issue.
4: Yeah, so I have a little really unique perspective on this. Um, I, saw, I, I I, see the, the, the blogs and, and the commentary online or, or the talk shows, right? They say something like the 10 things that lead to infidelity or 7 key things or 8 uh, reasons why. And I say really there's one. Mm. I think there's one. Uh, and it's, it's a little nuanced, so it's, n- it's not going to knock you over the head like this particular thing that we can identify in a concrete way. But generally it goes like this. Um, the romantic pair, the couple, uh, that relationship is, is, is pretty unique. Uh, It's unique, uh, it's different from any other kind of relationship. It's different from a parent-child relationship, it's different from a sibling relationship, it's different from friendship, it's different from colleagues. It's unique in the way that it has uh, the two components that make it unique are emotional and sexual intimacy. These Mm -hmm. two factors uh, make a romantic relationship for, for a couple. And those two elements, the emotional and sexual intimacy, or we can just say briefly even just intimacy, being close, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That's the glue. And when something in that arena, which is the specialness or the uniqueness that keeps a couple bonded or attached, something about that gets sort of off or distant or estranged or... Uh, they're they're losing the bond. They're 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 lacking, starting to lack or distance in either sexual or emotional closeness. It creates this sort of opening or space where uh, where where an affair relationship can can sprout. Uh, it's that disconnect um, in a couple. So, for example, a couple that's fighting, right? Sometimes is conflicted. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it generally, it's either on the conflict side; they're fighting. It's a conflict, or the f- other side is more disconnect. You know, estrangement or isolated. The the isolated disconnect is much more dangerous, much more of a threat to a couple's security than the conflict. At least in conflict, there's, there's kind of engagement. You know, you're 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 fighting for something. Uh, uh, you're you're in in the conflict, in the engagement, in the arguing it really is saying in effect you matter to me Uh, Mm -hmm. i matter you matter this is important we've we've got to get in the ring and we've got to we've got to hash this out we've got to get in there and and fight it out because it's so important but the other way is kind of uh, whatever whatever i don't care disconnect there's no love here i don't matter to you i feel lonely Um, You know, what I say doesn't mean anything to you. You don't love me. These feelings of loneliness, being rejected, um, feeling like you don't matter. This is the danger zone. Are you with me on that? I am. Yeah. And so when people are feeling in relationship where the sexual, emotional intimacy is lagging and they're feeling basically unloved, you might say, then someone, anyone outside of the relationship that can just give a little bit of attention it doesn't even require much but somehow they're being noticed you're smart you're handsome you're good looking your jokes are funny that was an intelligent thing to say you start the the person in the relationship starts to turn toward wherever those um things are that are making them feel good. It could be outside the relationship because the primary relationship is not providing the uh, sexual and emotional intimacy. That's the glue that holds it together. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yes. wow. <laughs> it's kind of kind of, <laughs> kind of obvious in a way, but we don't generally frame infidelity in this way. Yeah. It's a bit of a unique, unique frame because uh, the tip, the typical frame is the person who engaged in the infidelity is somehow flawed. You know, they they're damaged. They are they're immoral. They have they have poor character. They they're cruel. They they're they're you know they they really get sort of um, battered. Uh, in a way uh, they're, they're trying to get their needs met because the needs are not being met within within the relationship which is, um, it gets kind of um, a little dicey here because it can sound as if the blame is on the partner who didn't have the affair and that's not true the, 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 um, the, the relationship, the people in the relationship have a responsibility together to see to it that the emotional sexual intimacy is is uh, tended to let's say so that takes two right so it's really the relationship as a unit of two uh that 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 it rests on rather than the one person who who was feeling lonely essentially and and was vulnerable to the attention of someone outside the relationship
1: yes Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, or, or a little so
4: bit, little, Go ahead.
1: No, no, you go ahead. You go ahead.
4: I mean, this is a very different frame of, than than the uh, what I see in the books or on the blogs or in the speakers or on Doctor Phil or any of the, uh, the women's magazines. This this this, uh, this concept I'm sharing with you is, I, I think, it's uniquely uh, uniquely my idea on this, uh, but I feel it's accurate. But it's. It's not a popular notion. <laughs>
1: yeah, I get that, yeah, but no. it, it's it's a very true statement. I think so. So do you think um that men and women both share some of the top reasons for infidelity, or is it more of the you know how the, how they say guys prefer the physical and women prefer yeah. the emotional?
4: So that's a popular frame too. So we're gonna bust up all these. Conventional notion. So, in terms awesome. of like, like in terms of the gender difference, it's really a, a person feeling lonely, and mm. so m- we often we think of it more male. Men are the ones having affairs, probably to a greater extent than than the women. This is what I find in my practice. It's um, more often males, but not always. And I think that um, uh, part of that is the men are a little less able to to know what to recognize when they're feeling lonely or not, not recognize they recognize it but they seem a little more vulnerable let's say to, to attention outside the relationship when there's a gap um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so it sometimes gets expressed because affairs are, are often sexual in nature sometimes there's emotional affairs but Usually we think of affairs as the hotel rooms and, and sexual, uh, being sexual with someone who's not your partner. And so um, it can get framed. Men are just, you know, sex-driven and, and this is why they're, they're always having the affairs. They, uh, but really, if you, when they're in my office and we're, we're lifting up the layers, uh, I hear things from the men like, I, I thought she didn't love me. I, I was lonely. I, I thought I didn't matter to her. I didn't know how much I cared. Now that I had this affair, wow! I see she really, I really matter to her. Now I can see. I didn't know it before, and so that loneliness, that 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 desperation, that that, uh, vul- it leaves them vulnerable uh, to to attaching outside the the primary connection. So I think men get a little bad rap there
1: yeah yeah we do we do uh,
4: un, 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 unjustly <laughs> unjustly <laughs> <laughs>
1: so this is something that um I don't know, I've been approached with uh more than one time, but what about the LG TV community? A few people that I've known have chosen yeah. to date the same sex because of being burnt in relationships with the opposite sex, but right. in my opinion. And, and I mm-hmm. stand behind this opinion. They yes. aren't really escaping anything at all.
4: I agree with you. Yeah, if that were the case, everybody would be flipping around, changing gender partners, uh, and, and that would remedy it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> of, of course it doesn't, because it's not about a particular gender, it's about this emotional intimacy, and that is not specific to any gender, it's, it's part of being human. Uh, needing needing love and, and that we matter and uh, feeling close and intimate and um, having impact on our partner, these kinds of things. So so that wouldn't be the, the remedy. And uh, I, I would guess that if someone's doing that in short order, the same issues that came up in a prior relationship will likely pop up again.
1: Because
4: mm-hmm. switching gender wouldn't really uh, address it.
1: No, not at all. Not at all. Matter of fact, fact, Terry, I think it helps um, put that stigma on the trust word because I don't know, mm-hmm. we run across a lot of people who say, I don't trust people or I don't like people. And, and yeah. they go into relationships with the same attitude, you know, and I, I think that's like one of the, the, I don't know, one of the biggest things to me is like, okay, you're in a relationship with somebody but you really don't like people so what's the outcome yeah. of your relationship going to be like what's your opinion yeah on that?
4: you mean you, you, you don't like people you don't you trust you mean like in an intimate relationship i'm not sure i, I understand can you say a little more about that please
1: yeah I, I mean like you know trust like their trust factor is totally damaged like totally yeah. damaged but yeah. they're in relationships, you know, they're, they're in new relationships right. with people. And we already know, and the uh, the partner may not know that, you know, they have trust issues like that. Like, they just mm. don't trust anybody. It's more like, um, I don't know, uh, like a charade, a mirage relationship, you know, they're yeah. just in it because it's the mm. thing to do. They don't want to be alone, Thank but
4: you. yeah. yeah. So we get these sort of lame or, or less than adequate. It's sort of You're sort of paired up. You're kind of par- partnered. But, but it doesn't have that real robust, uh, mm-hmm. which is necessary, mm-hmm. that kind of robust, uh, I want you and I'm safe with you. The big thing would be I feel safe with you. I could be myself with you. I trust you. But more than I trust you, you want to also... Uh, help ensure the trust. It's not You don't have to be passive and just sort of watch their partner and see if they're trusting or not. You help foster that. It takes two. And so, yeah, people do tend to want to partner up with, you know, you might say we're bonding creatures. We bond, right? We attach to, to one another so that's the natural tendency to gravitate toward another for, for pairing for, for bonding but but some folks are, are damaged of course there's damages uh, wounds from the first family or prior relationships that that mm-hmm. I say oh I, that was so painful you know but I, I, I need to be I want to be with someone I crave intimacy, closeness, uh, sexual and emotional closeness. I, I desire that, but I'm so wounded. I'm so hurt by what happened either in the first family or prior relationships or both. I'm really skeptical about this relationship thing. How to do it mm-hmm. and how, how to feel safe there would be a big one. What can we do to feel safe? Which actually in my office, this is a big um, focus is uh either creating uh, or establishing or uh, strengthening safety and trust or repairing it the safety and trust because it's the foundation and i think that's what you're speaking to this foundational yes. element when, when i'm sitting in my office um, i look out the window at the offices in downtown i see this apartment building and i sometimes reference it as a as a metaphor for a relationship and if it were a metaphor for a relationship that foundation that concrete slab the, the steel the, the whatever the apartment building is resting on that base would be safety and trust and the relationship sits on top of it and 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 when there's infidelity or or other kinds of betrayal you get kind of a crack in the foundation it doesn't hold even when folks say, oh, we get along or we have fun or we were intimate, you really need that, that safety and trust at the base. That's yes. paramount. And um, when that gets compromised, it's, uh, it really needs attention and it, it's, it's sometimes very difficult to repair in something like a betrayal.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so
4: in other words, if, some, if something happens, let's say, on the upper floors, fighting about the in-laws or money or what car to buy or uh, the kids, this kind of thing, if the foundation's solid, the, the relationship can kind of, uh, you, can, you can engage in that way. But when the safety and trust are compromised, it really makes everything um, difficult or impossible because it, of the critical nature of, of safe, safety and trust. I feel safe with you. You've got my back. I can count on you. These kind of old-fashioned, <laughs> powerful things that are uh, maybe not so sexy, right? They're, they're solid, like uh, you've got my back. I, I, I know you're always going to be there for me. You'll always turn to me, and I can go to you. you, you you're reliable and trustworthy, these kinds of things. hmm yeah. yeah? Yes?
1: Yep. Yes. <laughs> so how many couples actually do a relationship evaluation um, before anything happens um,
4: mm.
1: and, and for open door therapy how many of these couples do you run across
4: yeah what do you mean do an evaluation like examine their relationship mm-hmm. examine
1: their relationship and the individual baggage
4: yeah, so sometimes they have come to me with insights. They have sometimes been in therapy before, but this this stuff is often born of pain, right? So in an early stage in relationship when we're kind of getting along and we're having fun and it's spontaneous and we're laughing and connecting and, and, and light, uh, but those things don't generally uh, uh, spark it's you know examination because it's going smoothly, right? We we love you. We're falling in love. It's it's fun. It's got this energy and, and, and sexy and this kind of thing. It's when when the pain when the disappointment comes in, then then they start looking at it and maybe reading things or going to sources or, or getting into therapy. Say oh, something's wrong here. I can't I can't I can't figure it out. And we're in pain and I I don't know what to, I don't understand it. And uh, sometimes they, they, often, they often contact me uh, and say, uh, we're having trouble communicating. This is a big one, right? We, we're not oh, communicating, yes. right? Communicating. And so I, they come into the office and I said, oh, well, they, their uh, verbal skills are pretty good. <laughs> Everybody seems to be, have good hearing. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. not really ta- talking and listening. It's really emotional connection, that emotional language Of feeling loved and secure and I'm safe with you that's what's compromised but it kind of gets framed as communication you know but but the talking and listening is actually fine everyone's quite adept at it (laughs) it's it's not it's not really communication they're having trouble connecting they they're turning away from one another
1: (laughs) so I said that to say this that um, pretty sure infidelity Happens way before canceling, and since that's a major factor, that's yes. where open door therapy comes in. At you know to aid in the aftermath.
4: Yes, definitely. And like I said earlier, they they I often get the calls when it's when it's newly discovered, um, yeah. it's kind of raw, and uh, they're spinning. It's panicked. They're in a whole new world, and and basically the question is. Are we going to make it? You know, will our, will our relationship, will our marriage survive this? You don't ask that when you're, when you're fighting about other things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it's infidelity, it, it, it really questions immediately uh, the future of the relationship. The couple's in crisis and with a lot of uncertainty and unanswered questions. It's a very, very difficult and very painful place to be if oh, you yeah. could imagine. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I believe it can warp a person. Like yeah, really change a person to where they question everything from faith to religion to uh, society, TV, yeah. television, they're questioning like where is this influence coming from? Why did this person do this to me? You know, yeah. like oh, they broke they yeah. broke into my fortress How dare they? You know. It, yes. It, it's it's just a magnitude of all these feelings just coming at you all at one time, and then you're living life at the same time, like work, children. Yeah. Um, mm. People are... I yes. don't know. I,
4: don't, <laughs> well, can I, I would like to speak to that if I could. Yes,
1: yes, yes. yes,
4: yes. Sure, sure. So it's so something like this. To, to understand that phenomena, and what you described is really accurate, because if I if I can't trust the partner, my most intimate person who's there to keep me safe and protecting then the, the whole world uh, uh, my whole reality comes into question and it's something like this um, we, we all have and, and it's not going to sound like it's related to infidelity at first but just stay with me. Uh, you, you, we all have seen little children cry right let's say a young child is crying they, they bump their head they they're scared. Something happened, and they, and then when the mother sees the child, the mother gets kind of upset. You know, what's wrong, baby? Why 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 are you crying? And the the child comes to the mother uh, for comfort. Maybe the mother will take the child on on her lap and say, "It's okay. You know, mommy's here." They'll talk soft, might rub their back, and assure them that 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 they're okay. You don't have to be afraid. And and so the child is really trusting the mother as an extension to the world you know if mommy says it's okay and i'm safe and she's going to protect me then by extension the world is it's safe because mommy's my protector or we call this the protective loved one and so when you're little the protective loved one is, is ba- basically the mother it could be the dad but m- mostly it's the mom and then uh, in adulthood that protective loved one becomes the partner and so with that example you can see that in infidelity if the partner didn't keep you safe it becomes a danger cue uh then the whole world i don't know what's real anymore people whose partner has had infidelity, have, have had an affair, often say, I, I don't know, my world is turned upside down. It's surreal. I, 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 you don't, the ground beneath me doesn't feel solid anymore. I can't stabilize, you know, kind of like the child who goes to the mother for comfort and, and the mother reliably responds. Um, if the mother turned away or, or, or said some falsehood or or was deceptive, that would, would really shake the child up, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, my, my mom's not keeping me safe. I, I'm I'm disoriented. So it's it's really important that the safety and trust is there. And when it's not there, it throws it throws off that the harm to the uh, person who didn't have the affair is is trauma. It's a trauma essentially. Uh, because mm-hmm. they're they're not grounded anymore The partner's there for grounding To keep me safe
1: exactly.
4: yeah. yeah
1: And, and I mm-hmm. was there Terry I, I was
4: Oh. Uh,
1: yeah in my marriage um, there was infidelity
4: mm-hmm. and,
1: uh, I'm sorry Well I, I would say um, You know I was sorry You know when it happened mm-hmm. And for the years yeah. after it But now I'm a better person and uh-huh. Sometimes things happen as, as extreme as that, you know, for change to tick about. But um, yes. that's what happened for me. I mean, at that time, though, I was warped. I was mm. mad, you know, angry, yeah. sadness at the same yeah. time. I mean, I'm a Gemini, mm. so that's pretty normal, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
4: oh, me, me, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's
1: four of us here. Yeah, but it's like times <laughs> 20. Yeah, four of us. So it's, you know, it's like times 20 when infidelity right. happens, though. And then yes. you're, you're, uh, me being in the business world, it's always it's mm-hmm. also an embarrassment for that
4: to yeah. happen. Yeah, yes, a shame. Yes, definitely. Yes, a yes.
1: shame. Shameful. And, then, yes. and then you're uh, shunned by other men because they're like, oh, how mm-hmm. you let that happen? You know, yeah. you didn't protect your yeah, castle.
4: Yeah, yeah. But but now but now that we're speaking, you might be able to reframe that a little bit, right?
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
4: Yeah, there, there's there's a vulnerability when the connection's not there. But so 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 perhaps if this message can get out to a lot of folks, when you hear that there's infidelity, uh, the first thing I think of is the primary relationship. Something about that went awry. It, you know, it loosened up. It, 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 there's no. I don't immediately think judgment or this kind of thing. Shame. It's. it's somebody was hurting. You know, someone's in pain. Uh, yeah. I, I, I would like it if, if uh, in society or in, in the world, on the media, we, we could have this new frame, this a little bit more compassionate frame about in, infidelity, that it's a symptom of of uh, lo- loneliness or sadness or a primary relationship not not really working. People are trying to get their needs met. Essentially, because the primary relationship, something about it is is askew.
1: Mm -hmm. It's
4: a little more compassionate view, don't you think?
1: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. I like to add to that. um, Demographically, are um, dealing with ethics. Uh, Certain groups do not really seek Mm counseling, like before or after I, I don't know if you experienced that or are you knows that but there is a large percentage of different ethnic groups that do not really seek counseling yeah um, and i actually would like to encourage you if you're listening mm-hmm. um talking to someone like um it's terry here is always mm-hmm. a wonderful thing to do you don't want to do what i did and wander around the desert for
4: three mm. or four or five
1: years you know trying to find yourself yeah.
4: and mm.
1: uh sometimes you get lost in the transition of that sometimes yeah. you come out you know shining yeah. you know and ready to start anew mm-hmm. yeah and uh but you know that could be a terrible time and you really need to find someone to talk to so mm. um how do you how do you push your company um to help bridge that gap, because I don't know, and especially a lot of younger couples and people don't yes. really open up like that.
4: Yeah, it's difficult. It's a difficult to come in and talk about these deep pains. You know, it's hard. Uh, it's a little a little harder, for of course, for males, right? I'm a female yes. therapist, so, so it's harder for, for males. I, generally after one session, I, I make a special effort to, to connect with them, and I, I have a little uh, a little joke. I, I say that I'm, I'm bilingual and I speak man. <laughs> that seems to help. <laughs> nice. that, that, that seems to help. And sometimes I will uh, use my interpreting skills. The man might say something kind of bumbly, and, and and I'll say, I think what he's really saying is, and then I'll check with the man, is that right? And they say, Yeah, you got it, a hundred percent. You got it. <laughs> they have a hard time expressing it. So this is not a comfortable place for a male, right? Talking about feelings and, and these shameful things and the pain. But, but generally, what, um, what, what inspires people to come in, or, you know, inspires is the right word. But when you're in deep pain, you, you, you want to try relief. So uh, they, they'll often come in the door because, you know, they're they're struggling so much, they're in such pain that That's a big motivator but it's certainly not easy so i do I do make a special uh, effort to to connect with the males because I understand it's different it's kind of a female environment right mm-hmm. talking about relationships and feelings and 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 they think um they think they uh, come in with the um, Jerry Springer version or the Dr. Phil version of, <laughs> yeah. of things, you know, that, that, that uh, if they did something wrong, that they're going to get, you know, be beat up or, or judged or, or condemned. or And, mm-hmm. and actually they, they, when they find it to be kind of compassionate or um, understanding, I, I think that kind of calms it down a bit. They come for a second and third visit. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. They usually yeah. come to the first one with a wall up, right?
4: A bit. Cautious, yeah. What's yeah? What's, this, what, yeah, what's gonna happen? Or, or or some? I, I I get some nice compliments at the end. They sometimes say I came in here thinking this is gonna be a waste. This is going to be a waste of my time and money. What, what are you going to do? You know, <laughs> what can yeah. you do here? This is, this is hopeless. And at the end, they even after the first visit, they, they have a little hope. They said, oh, yeah, this wasn't so bad. Or, yeah, it kind of calms it down. And that's the first thing is to just, they're all wound up. They, 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 they're scared. Are we going to make it? You know. People get get over this. What what can, and that calming down it calms it down a little bit. We're going to be okay. You know, we're kind of in good hands. So that that generally helps.
1: Definitely. And, and then, uh, uh, oh, go
4: ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say uh, not a lot of uh, we, we within uh, in training in our in our counseling programs. Uh, they, they generally don't go over affairs or infidelity. It's not really covered in the in the training, and, and there's very oh, really? little. Yeah, there's wow. very little in terms of uh, uh, even, even professional development after you receive your license. So, so the therapists are, are, are uh, in a, a tough spot in, in a way. There's, I, I, lately, probably in the past couple of years, there's been a little more out there. But mostly even therapists that went through the training, or uh, they, they don't get too much on, on infidelity, even though it's so common. It's, it's kind of a gap in the, in the programs, I think.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Oh, wow.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So I have another cliche slogan for you. Okay, um, it's cheaper to keep her.
4: <laughs> is there a large? <laughs> that's a song, per- right?
1: That's, yeah, that's a song. Yeah, yeah. It is. Is there a large mm-hmm. percentage of couples staying together after infidelity?
4: Yes most of them do. Most do stay together. Um, I I get this question sometimes, you know, what percentage of people who see you stay together? It's very high. but, But I don't think that's the question. The question really would be how many restore trust and safety? That's yes. the measurement. Has trust and safety been restored? That's a different question. So, so staying together is, you know, most do that. Uh, it's no testament to me. I just think in general most people do stay together post-infidelity. Uh, but, but the real question is, are we able to restore trust and safety? That's a whole different uh, question. That's the tough one. Mm-hmm. To me, repair where the trust and safety has been compromised that's that's different yeah
1: i can imagine Mm -hmm. so how do you approach that question
4: how do i approach the question or how do how do we well i in counseling we work toward the restoration of trust and safety i'm, I'm not sure i'm answering your question yeah. but I, that's that's what i say back i say yeah most do stay together uh and and uh, i don't know if that's a measurement of success the real measurement of, of success is uh, has trust and safety been restored and repaired yes that's tougher yeah
1: and you walk these couples through the steps of that I do. Great.
4: Very carefully. Mm.
1: So what's like the first important issue that you first cover when they're on that right. uh, point of restoration?
4: Yeah. So the first thing is they often are coming in uh, with great confusion and in serious pain. And the focus tends to be uh, initially on the, the person who partner cheated they're, they're they're presenting with great pain so if you can imagine it's like a a wound a physical wound right they're bleeding all over the place let's say but it's emotional emotional right so they're in great pain so this is often the focus of the early sessions because of the trauma that the person experienced uh and, and one of the first things to do is uh that i check with is to make sure that the affair relationship has been concluded we we will need another hour
3: <laughs> to talk mm. about
4: the the conclusion of the affair relationship um mm. uh th- that's tricky because uh, those the outside relationship doesn't always uh uh conclude in a straight line or, or promptly those can be kind of messy they don't they don't wrap up uh, readily sometimes you know and there's a there's a range uh on the affair side was it was it uh, texting someone you shouldn't be texting was it was it uh, an emotional affair uh, people the range i've seen in my office have been from some sort of uh, slightly inappropriate interaction with someone outside the relationship that doesn't quite rise to the level of a full-blown affair but it's really rattling the partner a lot to 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 people leading you know double lives that's have had long-term affair partners for years you know mm-hmm. um, really like a, a double life I, or, or children children with the affair partner i can really it, it's quite the range so the one of the first questions is is has, has the has the affair relationship concluded what's the status of that uh if it's still going on that's different than if that has they said no that's really wrapped up we we're, we're done there you know i i sealed it up it's done and and uh, it's not always done, even if they say it. But but uh, the conclusion of a fair relationship would really be an important step one. Definitely.
1: Okay.
4: And how that occurs is 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 delicate. Yeah. Is, and difficult. Yeah.
1: I can imagine. Yeah.
4: You want my job?
1: <laughs> um, no, no. <laughs> I can only yeah. offer like one piece of advice if I ever had your job.
4: What would and... that be?
1: talk to somebody sooner oh <laughs> uh, yeah yeah yeah, that, yeah yeah
4: that's good like i said yeah, it, it right. took
1: me five years to wander around in the desert
4: um yeah oh.
1: and that's time i can't mm. get back but you know yeah
4: you were lost
1: yeah definitely um but yeah. to say uh, i i am back with my wife um oh nice mm-hmm. like i said uh it, it took some time to just explore myself and forgive myself for you know actions that led to it because I did take
0: yeah
1: I, I did take uh, part in that my responsibility you know yeah. and, and making her uh, I guess seek her work husband <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. as they say you know everybody has two yes. husbands one at home one at work but yeah um, yeah right yeah <laughs> yeah. Work staff, yeah yeah but um
4: mm-hmm.
1: that that would mm-hmm. be the only thing I could you know, offers just to talk to someone um, might open the yeah. door to therapy sooner.
4: Oh, thank you. Yes. I think it's a good idea, of course. Yeah.
1: Yep. A lot of time gone. Can't get that back.
4: <laughs> yeah, that, that's a loss. Yeah. I understand. But, it was, but it was needed time, right? You can't just spin on a dime and, and, and work these things out. They do take time.
1: Yeah. Oh, and the second thing that I would just offer is that... Um, you gotta understand that people are people and it's not necessary Mm -hmm. about you Mm -hmm. sometimes it's about them they have issues or problems that just haven't been addressed and uh that, that that leads up to my next question for you um sure how often are you encountering like where you find out that it's not really a marriage problem cuz there's no such thing as a marriage problem it's always okay. a person prob- problem that's just uh, my opinion. It's, there's always uh, you a mean person like
4: problem. you mean like one individual in the pair yes. is uh, yes. it, it, tr- troubled
1: yes or, or, and or they the tr- and they just uh, okay. bring it over to relationship and it kind of magnifies no or, or they have children to you know try yeah. to decrease some of the tension and that just magnifies the problem um yes how often are you running into like you know those issues
4: right so so i have a different i have a different way of looking at like that if something like that presents how how are we doing on time do i have a little time to explain something here
1: yeah we got about 10 more minutes we did good okay good
4: Okay, great. Okay, so, so I'm happy to hear it. I mean, I'm enjoying this very much. So I really focus on in session the the interplay between the two in the pair. So even if one person is presenting with, let's say, a little more troubled or wounded or or, or, or less relationship able or has, we like to say, has issues. It's really how does that how does that affect the interplay between the two and um the all right can i get a little i'm gonna get a little fancy on you now ready yeah (laughs) okay so uh, a little fancy talk here is is couples are are really designed to emotionally regulate one another in that in that example i gave earlier with the mother responding to the child the crying child and so when the child's upset the the, the mother gets kind of wound up because the child's upset because their systems are linked to one another you know mm-hmm. so and, and and when when the child calms, when the mother calms, comforts and soothes the child then the mother's system calms down and the baby, the little young one goes off to play again and, and they're, they're good as new and then the mother is, 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 is stabilized, let's say. In that very same way, uh, the,
1: the,
4: the romantic pair is linked in the same way. So I'm always looking at what is the effect, uh, the emotional effect on the other if, let's say, one person's a little more wound up. Let's say they're kind of anxious, they're a little nervous they're uh, they're on high speed, they get frazzled, they're not so grounded, let's say. Then what is it like between the two? Because their job is to, the function is really to emotionally regulate. So I might say, when she gets kind of wound up, she gets wound a little tight, she's, she's going a mile a minute, you know, what, what, what effect does that have on you? So that shuts me down, I, I get shut down. He gets shut down. She winds up even more, right? Mm-hmm. So we want We want to change that. Uh, we sometimes call that the dance or the the exchange, so that the unit of two can calm down. So there was this interesting uh, study uh, that has become. It's on YouTube. You you can see it. It's, it's pretty fascinating. And the study was um, was done by a researcher named Jim Cohn. It, it just takes a moment to explain, but uh, he had this client come to his office, this elderly man who, who was uh, suffering post-traumatic stress, and every time he tried to work with the man, the man would fold his arms and be resistant. He, he wasn't compliant. He, the, the man was suffering post-traumatic stress, he, and the therapist could not reach him. He was kind of resistant. So the client asked the, uh, asked the therapist, uh, when I come to session next week, would it be okay with you if I, I brought my wife? In. can she come in with me to the session so he we thought well I don't know and she's not really the patient but oh kind of what the heck you know so she comes in with him and, 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 the, and the therapist kind of was, said hello to her but focused on his client and they went through this exchange again trying to get him to, to do some work and, and he was resistant and his wife turns to him in the session and says uh, honey I'll, uh, I'll do it with you and she took his hand and he said okay I'll do it so the therapist is thinking, wow, for two weeks, I'm knocking my head against the wall, right? I can't reach mm. this guy. He, he, he's resisted. She, she comes in and she holds his hand, and now he, he's agreeable, you know? He became fixated on why we hold hands. What happens when a hand is held? We, we hold the hand of the children. We hold the hand of our lover. So, so what is taking place in hand-holding? So he, he was also a researcher. He did therapy, and he had a research lab. So he goes back to the research, and he sets up this study. Uh, the subjects were women, and, and they're, uh, they're instructed. They go into this um, scanning device that looks at the brain, brain imaging, those circular devices, the CAT scan that, that reads the brain uh, image. And the women are, are on their backs and they say when, when the X lights up in front of you, this is an indicator that within the next 15 minutes, we don't know exactly when, you're going to get a painful shock on your, on your lower extremities, on your legs. You're going to get zapped. You know, Pain is coming. He, he's basically creating stress, right? Putting the mm-hmm. women under duress. So, the women in the first group are, are on their back. They, they see the X light up. They know the shock is coming, and the researchers are looking at the, the brain response, and the brain is lighting up threat, danger, you know, it's going to hurt. <laughs> so, the, the brain's really reacting. They get the shock on the legs, and it, and it, and it stings. It, it really adapts them. The second group had the same instructions except this group gets to hold the hand of a stranger, someone they, they're really not connected with, somebody sort of random, and they're in the, divide, the, the, the thing, and they're holding the hand. And this time, when the X lights up for this group, number two, the the brain response is a little less of a threat. It's not statistically different, but, but it's showing uh, a little effect in, in the hand, holding of the hand of a stranger. The third group, Uh, throughout the whole time is holding the hand of their partner with whom they have a loving and secure bond they're deeply connected to the partner and it's a, a satisfactory and loving connection so they're holding the hand the x lights up for group number three and the brain shows no threat response the brain stays calm the whole time oh wow yeah, oh wow, yeah. And when they get the zap when they get the zap on their legs, they report later that was a mild discomfort. It didn't it didn't really hurt. And so we call this partner buffering. And so your partner system, the central nervous system, the biology is is deeply, deeply linked. You're very reactive to one another, the unit of two. So the partner's job function, let's say, is to help take away the pain, to buffer the pain, the stresses and strains of the world. Kind of like how a mother uh, comforts and soothes a child during times of stress when the child's upset. It's that same mechanism, but now we're all grown-ups, and so the protective loved one, instead of it being mommy, is now the partner. This is the function of pairing. This is what we're there for, to, to take away the pain. And, and, and Jim Cohn, the researcher, uh, stated that um, if couples are married a long time, 20, 25 years, if one partner experiences pain or duress, uh, or are under d- distress the other one's brain and physiology experiences it as if it's their own pain the brain makes no distinction because they're so tightly bonded this, oh, wow. this, this is this is kind of oh wow they didn't um, they didn't expect uh, these dramatic results when they set up the study. In fact, you can see this study on YouTube, uh, if you'd like. It's called uh, Soothing the Threatened Brain, uh, or, or uh, it's on YouTube in another name called Why Do We Hold Hands? So so as a therapist, I'm looking for that mechanism where they can emotionally regulate one another to calm down the unit of two. Are, are you with me? I am with yeah. you. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty ma- it's magic, it's, it's magic, it's, 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 it's fascinating. So, so even if one presents with issues, uh, to get back to your question, uh, it's really what is the response of the partner and what effect does that have on the unit of two, because the, the function is to comfort and soothe, to keep that unit calm together,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. magic magic <laughs> magic definitely Terry I think cool. we covered a, a, <laughs> a, a lot of great points today I hope so yeah
4: <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's really fascinating and, and misunderstood and, and greatly misunderstood definitely yeah yeah <laughs>
1: So here's our open floor um, Take this next opportunity here To say anything else that you'd like to um, Please be sure to Send out your website link So uh, people can uh, Connect with you there uh, oh. And talk about how Even though you don't live in, if, if you don't live in the state of New Jersey That they can still solicit your uh, services And uh, also you know, if, if there was anything that I didn't bring up That you wanted to talk about Please bring it up oh. at this time
4: Oh, thank you for opening up the floor. So yeah, so the main thing is my website, which is opendoortherapy.net. dot net. It's not dot com. I think there's an opendoortherapy.com, dot com, but that's not me. <laughs> so it's opendoortherapy.net. I'm in New Jersey, and I also have a um, a little podcast and a and a, a blog, uh, a little blog called Love Bonds. lovebonds.net. dot net. They both have the same. Name. I'm. I'm also on Twitter handle uh, at Open Door Therapy, and um, and I might have a book in me.
1: Oh, that I might.
4: Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm considering this book on yeah. infidelity, and 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 uh, that's. I've been wrestling with that a little bit, and uh, if I do uh, get it together and and produce this book, um. It would it would have this unique, uh, different orientation than than what I have seen in the other, uh, other books on the same topic.
1: Nice. You got to do it. <laughs>
4: gotta I got to do, do it. You got to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's rolling around in my head, but I've got to take the pen to the paper now.
1: hmm mm-hmm. well, Yeah. We'll I re- I really enjoy-
4: yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed our time together. Thank you for having me as your guest. I, I've enjoyed it very much.
1: Oh yeah, we enjoyed you as well. Thank you. Thank you. Um, hey, everybody, my special guest, Miss Terry <laughs> D. Right. Just in case you didn't get those links to her website and podcast, they are in the description of this episode. So all you have to do is click the link. I did all the hard work for you guys.
4: Everybody, so <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah thank you. Fingers
1: are good thank on that. you for,
4: Very good. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to help. All right. <laughs> thank you all
1: right thank you you be blessed
4: oh thank you have a good day bye now
1: thank you my vigilantes family as always
2: for checking out my podcast over here at vigilantes radio all episodes are available for free download and you can grab that from either spricker.com forward slash only one media group itunes youtube any app that's on a google play or itunes store or our website and that goes from every single episode that we've ever aired if you'd like to request music or a particular guest or send something for me to play email it to radio at onlyone media group If it's music, please label it by artist and title. Here's my disclaimer. We are genre free we do not judge, and we absolutely do not base our opinions on hearsay but facts alone. And actually, you can scratch all of that because all of my opinions are always right. That's the bottom line. This is my show, so deal with it. Nah, just kidding. On behalf of myself, Danny Mussolini, I appreciate all you guys for tuning in either afterwards or live with us. Spread the word because sharing is caring. We stepped up our game just for you guys and our guests to make sure that you have the best experience here on our show. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, as well as Spricker. We always follow back. That is the number one rule. Okay, well, just remember to be yourself and be absolutely great at just doing that. Avoid being too comfortable because you're messing with your potential when you do that. Peace and have a good night.
0: And now, listening to Vigilantes Radio, the people's choice for quality interviews, art, music, and hot topics. Hosted by Demetrius Houdini Black Reynolds. Of the duo No Longer the Hero, all episodes of this podcast are available for free download at www.onlyonemediagroup.com. This is a 7th Sign Regime, Rebirth Worldwide Syndicate Exclusive.
3: You love to take your business to the next level. Well, now you can just visit classytechnology.com. Let us simplify technology for your business. Our services include website and business mobile app development, local SEO, business technology coaching, digital marketing, even online training courses. That's classytechnology.com. Why wait? Book your free technology consultation today by calling 734-215-7675. Put the passion back into your business and let the team at Classy Technology handle everything for you. That's ClassyTechnology.com, the technology stylists.